0: Hello world Dan from Jetfuel Devs this is a bit of an editor's commentary what we're releasing here is a bit of a follow up to our official podcast episode 5 which just dropped a couple of days ago but Veronica and I wanted to do a live space on the X platform because there we felt there was a bit more to talk about in the area of uh, rebuilding coding momentum which was the primary focus of episode 5 Uh, But we know live spaces uh, can be somewhat hard to catch if you don't tune in live. They can tend to disappear off of the uh, X platform pretty quickly, and and they can be hard to find. So we wanted to release this as a bit of a bonus podcast episode where we follow up more with ideas and thoughts on, on Coding Momentum uh, I tell a story of a problem we had with the, with the flight I just did with a uh, passenger vaping, oddly enough, which kind of tied into the previous story of Boston in the, in the podcast episode five. We hope you enjoy this bonus episode. It is unedited and flows as natural discussions do.
1: So how have you been? How was the way home?
0: Let's see. Uh, it was good. Everything worked out. I finished. You know, that, Those are long days. When I go from... You know, the four, uh, where was I? Or I was in Orlando. So when I went from Orlando to Seattle, I'm pretty much cutting across the entire country diagonally. Of course, I, I, I understand who I'm speaking to. Like, that's a long day for me. <laughs> um, and I don't have a CRC. So that's my excuse <laughs> that it's a long day. But, uh, yeah. you know it's it's a solid five and a half hours of a flight from from Orlando to Seattle. and then I had I had about two hours on the ground in Seattle before the the flight uh, my commute flight home. so which is it's kind of perfect actually, because I have time to change out of my uniform. I can get something to eat if I want to. and then nice. I really only have like another. I don't know, half hour or so before the flight starts boarding. So th- it's a good amount of time where I'm not in a hurry. And then i got a I got a window seat and exit row, and uh, I took a nap on my you know, as soon as the airplane got off the ground, and uh, about a thirty minute nap, and then uh, and then I worked the rest of the flight home. It's about a three hour flight to get home from Seattle to Minneapolis. So I was working the entire time on my on one bug with. Um, tipkit which is a new framework from Apple uh, to okay. provide tips to users like if you see if you want to direct a user's focus on like a feature or a button or or something of your app you can you can use tipkit and these little popovers appear uh, in line with the UI or they'll appear like over a button or pointing at a button so I had I had that implemented but I was noticing a bug where if if the tip appeared at the button and the user taps the button the tip disappears which is good but the button doesn't work it just you oh. can just tap the button and it should bring up in my case it should bring up another another view where you can do stuff and uh and the button's not working and so i was working the entire flight trying to figure out this bug and i was looking online at examples and i was looking at apple's documentation and the best I could tell, I'm doing everything right. I think it, it might be a bug with the whole the whole uh, framework, but I'm not I'm not really sure. But that was my whole the the whole flight. I was working on that bug, and what I ended up doing was uh, was just changing it to be a not a, what's called a popover tip, but to an inline uh, tip. So it just appears kind of in line with the rest of the view, and then that works fine.
1: So, wow, um, uh, yeah. do you normally have? Do you normally have like a good Wi-Fi on the airplane?
0: No, actually, n- not usually. It depends on the airline that I'm on. On Delta, um, they give free Wi-Fi if you're a Sky Miles member. So I'm a Sky Miles member, of course, um, and great. they do have pretty good Wi-Fi. Uh, I'm on Sun Country a lot, which is a low-cost carrier. They don't have um, Wi-Fi. They have onboard entertainment, like you can watch movies on your own device on like a All local right. network. Um, and yeah. Alaska has um, has a different setup where it's like you can I can have free internet and texting, of course, through uh, my T-Mobile account because I'm a T-Mobile customer. Okay. Um, but you can't use that on your laptop, and I don't know why. Like, why can't I log into my T-Mobile account through my laptop and use use the internet that way? It just doesn't let you do it. So. The answer is it depends on the airline, of course. Yeah, kind of service.
1: Yeah, I see. I see. Yeah, same goes for us. If you are like a Skywards member in our airline, uh, you get a free Wi-Fi, but it's only restricted to messaging, like just sending WhatsApp messages or something right. like that. Like you can't really browse, uh, like Instagram or whatever. But yeah. still works good though. Still, still good quality. So yeah. Maybe we yeah. can suggest for our airlines to integrate uh, starlink
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that that i mean it, it, it's it's a great amenity, right I mean it's just goes back to what we we're talking about on the podcast about how people forget they're on an airplane because there yeah. you are with your your full internet access um yeah it's it's becoming so much of a of a commodity that I think it's expected and you
1: know, it, yeah right.
0: For airlines yes. to, to charge for it, uh, I, I understand it's a revenue stream, but uh, um, it's also kind of like an incentive yeah. to fly that airline, I think.
1: Exactly, exactly. It's a good perk to have it out there. So yeah. basically now, uh, how about we jump to rebuilding coding momentum, our first topic that for our X space today. How about that? What do you think about that? Shall we? Yes,
0: yeah, yes. Let's go. I was uh, rebuilding my momentum this morning. In fact, just
1: <laughs> Really? Were me, you?
0: <laughs> well, I was. I was getting some work done this morning um, on my app, just kind of refining a few a few areas that I noticed yesterday on my flight out. That I had. I had some. I had. I've been doing did some things wrong. So, uh, I, and I usually am more productive in the morning. Uh, on okay, my code, and yeah. it's, it's still morning for me so this is a good time for me to be mentally productive
1: <laughs> that's nice that's nice yeah exactly actually what's the time uh, there right now it,
0: for me it's 11 a.m. just after 11
1: oh wow that's cool here 8 p.m. Yeah. and tomorrow 6 a.m. I have to be at the airport to oh. go to London
0: oh you're going to London tomorrow okay yeah well
1: yeah. busy Oh, exactly! Really busy. <laughs> it seems to be full flight. So mentally preparing for that. Um, yeah. So
0: when you have when you have such a short time off because you just got back from Boston, just what two days? Yeah, I had or like yesterday? two.
1: I had two days off. Yeah. Okay. Um, and still not enough. It's never enough. But well, what can you do?
0: You no, know, and then I mean, for me, when when I get back from a from a trip. Then I have a, a couple days off. I'm, I'm in the same situation. I'm home today and tomorrow. And then Sunday I have to leave again to go back to work. So how do you keep your, I guess this is partly like partly energy and then momentum for working on your, your code, your projects.
1: Exactly. Your so uh, like I said on the podcast episode, I was away for 20 days. So uh, no coding projects, no studying, nothing for uh, 20 days straight. And, um, I'm actually still building my momentum. And I think that, uh, this topic is very important, almost interesting for me because I'm looking for basically ways on how to build my momentum back. Um, still building it then actually, honestly, I can't really, yeah. uh, I have now, nowadays I actually have uh, problems with, uh, focus, with, uh, focusing on what I have to learn uh like I said uh, last week I started with C# and .net web development and stuff mm-hmm. and it's completely um a foreign foreign topic for me it's uh, crazy so um yeah sometimes I'm actually wondering where shall I start from you know thankfully I oh. All these people that replied to my post um, suggested a lot of cool stuff and uh, guided me where shall I start but mm-hmm. still still I'm not there yet you know like um, I started actually from the basics like literally from the basics like uh, <clears throat> uh, recapping html and all of that stuff mm-hmm. uh, and then I will move on to like uh, C and and.net but seriously i'm still building my momentum like i'm what's going on these 20 days like and this is like you should not take longer breaks like don't take longer that's my conclusion
0: yeah it's it's hard especially i think with anything that you're learning new to take a a long break away from it because it feels like you forget so much
1: Oh yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and then you forgot, for example, what you just learned last week or whatever, and now you have to go back at it because I already passed the HTML and Java and uh, CSS module long time mm. ago, but now I have to, since I'm not practicing it, like let's say, not really every day, but like every, like let's say, every two, three days, you, in order not to forget what you just learned because it's a brand new. Uh, Web development. I'm really new to web development in general. So um, Mm. if I don't really practice it, like even every day, I have. I know that I have to practice every every day. If I don't do it, halas, (laughs) halas. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Um, Right. Yeah, and then now I have to go back to kindergarten. To, you know, to recap some stuff about HTML in order to go to C Sharp and all of that stuff. It's just uh, at this point, uh, yeah, I'm also looking for ways and I would be happy if someone wants to join our conversation and wants to share their ideas. And if there is any hack, I would be very happy, you know, (laughs) any hack.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I, um, I think that the, one of the hacks is just to, first of all, not to, well, I, I'll get down on myself about, uh, about not knowing how to do it. Like when I, when I forget how to do something, uh, I know I've done this in the past, like where I'm like, no, no, I wrote this code that I'm looking at right now. Uh, and now I, I, I want to go and I want to write something similar. I want to do something similar and, and I'm not switching languages like you are, but, um, but Even still, like I'll I'll look at. I'll be trying to work on something after a break or after not working on. um, Actually, this is. I I actually had to look up again how to build a link from uh, one screen to another because there really aren't any any links, uh, navigation links, I should say, from one screen to another. I had to I had to look that up how to make that again because it's been so long. Because I'm using a tab view um, kind of a format for the structure. So, just the fact that I hadn't done it for so long, I had to go back and look. And I thought this is seems silly to me. Like I had to go back to kindergarten on how to make a navigation link. It's a very basic <laughs> thing. But, but then I, I've seen people like they'll, they'll post about saying that I had to look up how to, what the, the syntax is for a for loop in Java or whatever, or, or Python. And, and it's just, I think that the the hack is just not, um, you know, feeding yourself, um, you, you know, to uh, saying that, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm an, I'm an idiot. I can't remember how to do this. Well, you just haven't done it in a while. And uh, I think that's one of the hacks.
1: I agree. Yeah. Uh, Go go ahead. Leah, I was just about to say uh, what we were uh, talking with you uh, before, not to blame yourself, exactly what you said. Um, But sometimes it's difficult, though. I find it sometimes difficult not to say, how come? Like, seriously, you know, sometimes you just want to punish yourself. Yeah. somehow for not remembering stuff, for not doing stuff, and maybe even for not building your momentum when you want to build it, you know, but you can't really control this stuff.
0: Yeah, it, it's hard. I mean, you you've you, you mentioned about avoiding self-sabotage. I mean, do you think, is self-sabotage, like, what do you mean by that? Like, uh, is it like talking kind of like negative self-talk What I would talk, like, oh, I'm an idiot, I can't remember, like, is like that? Or do you, is there something else that you refer, I refer to, to self-sabotage.
1: yeah, so I refer to actually procrastination, which mm. I sometimes do and I'm trying not to. <laughs> uh, and I think this is part of self- sabotage I don't know. Uh, I don't I just mm. uh, can't really figure out if it's self- sabotaging or why is that?
0: I, I, I think that'd be a, an accurate term. I mean, that might be a, a bit harsh of a way to put it self-sabotage. Um, but, uh, but it's more I, I on the blaming
1: side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, uh, I
0: don't know. There's like a, there's like a reluctance to start when you don't have momentum. It's hard to, it, you know, it's the saying like a body at rest wants to stay at rest and a body in motion wants to stay in motion, right? Like our bodies are at rest when we've lost momentum and it wants to stay at rest. Uh, you know, I want to, I want to go out for beers, or I want to, uh, you know, take a nap, or I want to watch a movie instead of, and then and then you get like halfway through, uh, your, or the end of your evening, let's say, and then you are like, man, why didn't I, why didn't I work on my project, or why didn't I do what I was supposed to do or should have done, uh, and then you almost feel bad about it, right? Do, do you know what I mean? Exactly,
1: exactly. Yes, yes. You personally, me, I feel really bad about it when I postpone stuff and all of that stuff but then i remind myself okay wait a minute you are actually having also a full-time job um like what and whatnot so Mm -hmm. you better kind of like push yours like i'm trying to push myself for so many things like you like you're Mm -hmm. building all your stuff we're Mm -hmm. trying to do that but then it's just like ah Sometimes you just don't want to do anything.
0: Yeah, it's an overwhelming feeling sometimes.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, it is what it is. We'll have to just um, keep on going, keep on pushing, I guess.
0: Well, I I have some... I I do have... I don't know if I call it a hack, but but, um, the the especially with our lifestyles like we were talking about before like how we're only home for 2 days you know i'm, I'm home for 2 days this week and you're home for 2 days this week and then it's back to work and you have to balance that your your rest and the mental energy, uh, and and prioritizing what you have to do for work, uh, and then and then balance that with what you want to do for your studies or, or for your project, right? So um, yes. I function on lists. I, I don't know. I, I know that a lot of people maybe 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 not everybody does, but lists really help me. I have two kind of sets of lists. One is just the iOS the the to do app. I have my my to do app with with the list of things that I need to do at home, and uh, um, it, because I'm only home for a couple of days, uh, I, I I have to use that. I guess it's called the reminders app, but um, okay. I call it the, to do the to do app. So um, I have little things in there for my coding projects. Like like I'm just looking at it right now. Like I have to I want to check iOS compatibility for a couple of my apps. Um, I had a reminder about this space, even though I, I didn't really need to have a reminder. So I'm going to check that off my list. Um, I have to bid for my November schedule for work. Um, I've got to fix a door handle at my house. I've got to work on my. Just one uh, second,
1: then. Uh, oh, yeah. Just Femi wants oh. the mic. Sorry to oh, yeah. interrupt. Uh, I think he's trying to connect. You can go ahead. He will. Uh, Remy, uh, Femi. Sorry. <laughs> Not Remy. Sorry. Yeah, Femi. Femi. Yeah. Oh, he left. Okay. So not anymore. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> he left maybe because I missed, I said his name by me.
0: <laughs> no, no, I doubt it. I doubt. Maybe he'll come back. Maybe he'll come back. I've spoken oh. to him. I, I spoke to him once. Uh, we had a, a oh, conversation. Really? Um, I think it was him about, about, um, about flying actually. But uh, anyway, to get back to it. Yeah. So I have these, these lists and, and that's, you know, the reminders app is kind of my home to do list, and it gives me a little bit of satisfaction to check those things off um, because it's like a, you're making progress. But then for work, uh, not my work, my my coding projects, I, I've mentioned this app before, but I use an app called Linear. Um, yeah,
1: how about that and,
0: app? Oh, uh, it it helps me to organize what I have to do because otherwise, before I started using this app, and it's free, um, it's free up until two hundred and fifty they call them issues. And I've, I'm now currently up to 117 issues and I've been using it for a while. So you mark an issue and, and say that I have to, I have to do this. So I'm just going to make these up. Like let's say in your case, um, chapter one of C sharp, right? So, yeah. okay. That's, that's an issue. That's issue. Number one, chapter two is uh, refresh, uh, you know, my knowledge on HTML for, for Fifteen minutes or something. I, I don't know what you know as far as your studies go, but so these would be issues, and then you prioritize the issues um, in, in order of importance from one to five, and uh, uh, or urgent even. So that helps me when I come back to my project, the the fueler project, after a day uh, or a, or two days or whatever. You know, even even at, at any moment, I always have linear up so that I know what my highest priority project is. Like I have. Um, I'll just kind of look quickly here. I have about five, 10, about 15 issues in progress in, 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 varying orders of priority. And, and so when I, when I sit down again and I know that I can work on my code, I know where to start because when I left off, I always made sure I have the next thing in, in line that I want to do on my app.
1: And, yeah, that's uh, and that really great. Helps.
0: It really helps me it, because before I started using this, it was you know like okay, I haven't worked on my code for a, a day and a half because of work or whatever. And I jump back in I look at it and now I'm gonna well, it just kind of my 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 focus goes to wherever, and even if the last time I worked on the app, maybe I was working on a completely different screen and now I forgot about that or a completely different bug and I forgot about it because I didn't make any notes or anything so I can't recommend this app enough, and and uh, I should almost find a link for it. But um, it yeah. really
1: if it you helps can find the link for it, and then you can just write it on the comments under the um, yeah. yeah under the space. Uh, I think I I should get this app honestly. I, I like prioritizing stuff. Like I cannot really like since I kind of learned to prioritize because before I used to live my life just like whatever comes. In a way, that's what I'm gonna do. But now, if that thing is not really important at this moment, I literally ignore it and I just go straight to my priorities. It's my sounds a bit like, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's too much, but really, if you don't really learn to prioritize what's important right now, just forget about it. Forget about it. For example, it's even weird because even when my, uh, when I, someone is like texting me or something, if it's like not life or death situation, if I'm doing at this moment something that's more important than, hi, how are you? I'm Mm -hmm. like, um, that's it. Like, I don't, don't really pay attention to it because it's like, you have to do what you have to do.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's also just prioritizing, I guess, but, uh, but I, I get it. But I think remembering, you know, with projects, like remembering where you let off uh, left off is, uh, is tough. it's hard um and and preventing distraction is hard too and so those text messages if you're if you're working on something and somebody texts you hi how are you well if it's your mom you should probably answer but if it's a you know if it's a friend that maybe you just talked to, you know it's it's prioritizing i guess
1: yeah exactly and uh, yeah like i said before a lot of time you should just say no to a lot of people to a lot of stuff to a lot of um Chilling around the place, you know, yeah. if you want really a progress, if you want to make uh, some sort of progress in anything, not only when it comes to coding, but to when it comes to just anything in life, I guess. Um, Were you able right. to
0: make it to a, a co working space? Did you, you talk about maybe unfortunately, going?
1: Unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately, no. Hmm. Um so uh this also i know co-working space like we were talking before that going to a co-working space or just any tech techie environment like even coffee shops like uh, coffee, any coffee shops in sf or right. in seattle um it just gives you a different vibe when you're surrounded with people with come with their laptops right yeah <laughs> um, it is it's true but i didn't make it i just didn't feel like Okay, yesterday I felt like going, but today I didn't feel like doing it because I had some problems with my sleep. So I was just like, uh, you know, I woke up actually uh, 12.30 uh, p.m. It was 12.30 p.m. I had a like, then before that I woke up 4.30. So I had this weird sleep, you know. uh, So I was like, no, I can't really do that today. And yeah. But anyways, yeah. unfortunately, uh, yeah. Hopefully, next time, next day. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, it it, it definitely helps for for motivation and for you. Oh yeah, I, I for love me, it. I know. Yeah. And we, we talked about on the podcast about how you know attending tech conferences is a huge boost. But I, I also wanted to you know kind of revisit that because it's that's a it's a that's a high bar to meet. I think to be able to go to a a, a conference just because timing. And expense. I mean, these are not cheap to go to, especially just as an individual. So, some other ways of of building your your enthusiasm or, or finding your enthusiasm again um, is uh, is is tough. And the tech conferences are, are like the pinnacle of it for at least in my in my mind right now. But they're not always available. Um, but uh, you, know, you know, I have things- this
1: problem. For example, mm-hmm. I I attended like two conferences, I think, in Dubai last year. But I have this problem with how do I introduce myself like what I am you know this is my problem and this is still my problem even when it comes to our podcast like how do I introduce what I am like I don't want to say like software engineering student because I don't honestly I don't feel like student oh
0: okay I don't
1: know so I have no idea how to introduce myself
0: yeah, I, this is a this is a common problem. So I, I've read a couple of books um, of, of books on Buddhism, right? And uh, and I'm not uh, and I always preface when I talk about this that I'm not a religious person, but uh, I've read a couple of Buddhism books. Uh, Be Here Now is a great one, and uh, and it's just it's just about being present and kind of looking inward at uh, at yourself. And and I don't know if it was that book or a different one, but the, there's an idea. Of, of what's called your narrative self, and I got this from one of these Buddhist books that I talked to, that I read. And, and so, your narrative self is: I walk up to you, I'm just meeting you. Hi, Veronica. Uh, I'm Dan. Nice to meet you. What What do you do? Right. So now you're expected to convey to me your narrative self to t- to encapsulate everything that is you in about four sentences, maybe. You know, right? Mm. And it's so
1: hard. What does it mean, narrative self?
0: Yeah, it's the 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 uh, linear like a, a textural description of think three or four sentences oh, about okay. yourself that okay. describes everything that you are. It, it's basically impossible, right? It, it,
1: yeah, you know, I Sounds
0: meet somebody.
1: Like,
0: yeah. yeah, I meet somebody, and and they hear I'm a pilot. So now immediately I'm put into a box of a this person is a pilot, and everything about being a pilot, I'm expected to be that. Thing Right. Or if I say I'm a software developer, okay, now everything behind being a software, whatever that other person thinks, I'm expected to be that thing. And and it's really not true. We're all different things. And so, um, but it, it, this isn't an answer of how to answer your question of who, who is Veronica? (laughs) You know, it's just, there's so much that it, for me, it's almost like, well, I get paid to do this thing, but I also do this. And, I, and I'm into this and uh, I like doing that. And, and so yes. <laughs> it, it's an easier, I don't want well, not an easier, but it's if I just say, oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pilot, what do you do for a living? People love to ask that question because I think it, it puts you, it's a direct question. It asks, yeah. what do you get paid for? Um, you know, if you're an entrepreneur what do you get paid to do well then okay then now all of that you know and, and always I'm, I'm sure with with your if you meet somebody new and you say you're a flight attendant now the discussion immediately is going to be focused strictly on that
1: true true exactly Maybe. that's correct that's correct and their yeah. questions are endless all the time
0: yeah and it's Where the same questions. Traveling.
1: yeah you know how it is so it's a bit yep. wild um yeah. I don't know, honestly, Um, so um, since you're doing software development on a site, which one do you, I don't know, which one do you prefer the most to say, like, for example, for sure you love both of your uh, jobs, let's put it that way, (laughs) both of your stuff that you do, but which one is your actual passion, maybe both, Uh... how about both?
0: It's not both. No, my I would say my passion is is software, is development, and is is creating. And in uh, my my it, and it's see, I always have to preface that because, or or kind of yeah. put a little sugarcoating on that because it's not that I don't like my job. It, and so when I say my passion is software development, well, how can you not you know love flying? Well, I, I do love flying. I mean, it, it's I just took off out of Orlando the other day, and it was a beautiful morning, and there was a little low cloud layer, and we we crest over the cloud tops and there's the sunrise is coming up and there's no more beautiful sight. You know, I, we were yeah. climbing out of Las Vegas the other day and I'm climbing over the mountains to the West and it, there's also sunrise on the mountains. I mean, how can you not love that? But I've also done it my whole life. And so I, my passion for it isn't what it used to be admittedly.
1: Well, um, yeah. Right. It so makes sense. Yeah.
0: And, and sometimes it depends on the context, you know, what kind of, uh, I guess what kind of a conversation do I, do I want to have, but I I wanted to quick jump back to the, uh, as far as attending tech conferences, I guess maybe we, maybe we did cover that. Like how do you introduce yourself? Maybe it's, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I'm a
0: little bit of this. I'm a little bit of that. And, and, and try to go from there. But, uh, um, but yeah, the, the passion, my passion and, and my satisfaction comes out of um, creating something. And when I'm flying, I don't feel like I'm creating something. So I'm I'm doing my job and I like doing my job. I like getting people where they need to go, but yeah. I'm not creating anything. I didn't create the airplane. I didn't I didn't yeah. So
1: I <laughs> uh, I I completely understand you. I completely understand you and that's why I'm basically uh studying software engineering exactly for that reason. And I think that's why we are uh sharing a common view with you. Uh for life yeah. in general, and uh, for creating things, just anything useful. That's it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, I have to create something. Uh, it's, it's just, uh, it's something that I've, I've been, I guess, struggling with my whole life. Where I, um, I think ever since it was pretty early in my aviation career when I, when I finished university and then got my airline job. I mean, it was only about it was really only a couple of years and I was looking at starting some business, some entrepreneurial thing, because it's like, I, I know that this career can progress, but it's, it's not really going to change. I recognize that pretty early in the, in the, in my first few years of flying that, uh, that yeah. you're not you're not creating something. So, and then there, I have this innate need, I guess, to, to do that because I, I'm continually going back to trying and, and having these ideas of what can I create, um, whether it's don't, something physical don't worry or software.
1: don't worry we are getting there we are getting there yeah. just we should not wait too long <laughs>
0: uh, well I don't think we're waiting you're working so okay so now I have maybe a tough question right and, and maybe I've asked you this before but what? after university do you know what your next step is or do you have an idea of what your next step is after I love you've done this your
1: question step? I love mm-hmm. this question though uh, I think I spoke about it on the podcast. Uh I think it, maybe in the first even in the on the first episode. Mm, um anyway, like um even before getting the degree I'll try to just uh get a software engineering job first right, any right. job. Yeah, building my experience with the company, whatever company. But like I said, also, like I have my my things. I don't want to work on companies' internal tools. Like I really want to be. I know this sounds like uh some dream or maybe high bar or something. Yeah, of course I want to work for OpenAI and. <laughs> mm-hmm working on all that stuff but um yeah this was a joke I mean uh, I'm more, more grounded than this but I love dreaming right sure. <laughs> uh, so um, yeah I want to gain some experience one or two years let's see how it goes although when you, if you work for a big tech company it's very hard to say bye-bye after that because you know um, they have such a great perks and uh, the pay and everything is great so it's just like oh, really you know something like my situation right now <laughs> But way better, but times better. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, and then uh, I'll try not to stick around for a long working for for any for some company. And yeah, like uh, I would love to create something and um, just useful product for a big amount of people would be uh, great for me. This would be like yeah. okay, that's great. And. Yeah, that's my actual plan. That's my actual plan. And, you know, it becomes harder and harder. Honestly, um, I love flying. I love flying. I love um, everything related to it, airplanes and everything. But then, like, since I'm working on my future right now, it becomes harder and harder to go on my daily job, you know, to Mm -hmm. just because I know... uh, how much I could have studied and learned during this, let's say, 12 or 15 hour flight, you know, which I'm not able to do when I'm flying. Tell me um, about it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I'm wasting so much time. I know that. But yep. in the same time, I'm like, it's it's a crossroad for me. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like I can resign. But then like um, reminding myself, OK, I will miss this. I'll miss that. I'll be away from Like I love Dubai as well and Mm. everything is just like, oh my God, what's the right, what's the right, how you call it, the right choice to make, you know, but there is no right choice, I guess.
0: No, I think that, and, and I think experimenting, you know, is, is leads to a rich life. You just posted on, on, I think it was Instagram about, um, Oh, uh, it was something about about. It was a quote about uh, to truly experience life. Uh, you you can you should love many things. Exactly. It was, yes. it was something like that, and yeah. And I remember when I was back to university when I was in college that there I was solely focused on just learning to fly, and everything I was doing was about pursuing my career in aviation, and and that's all I was doing. And I was talking to another guy who was also in the aviation program, but he mm-hmm. was he was talking about. Um, oh, it was just about golf or something. I don't, I don't even know about how much he loved golfing. And (laughs) I I think that's what it was actually. And, uh, and I, I remember after the conversation and I thought, man, how could you, how could you, uh, spend time on, on golfing when, when you should just be focusing on flying? And, uh, and, and now of course I realize how ridiculous that thought was because, because, if I met somebody like that today who was only and – I, and I know people like this actually who, – who only focus on one thing, whether it's flying or, or anything, um, yeah. then I feel like you're kind, of, you're kind of putting yourself in a silo uh, and you, you're not experiencing other parts of you – know, other aspects of life. And, and so to your point of if you leave flying, now you're losing these aspects of flight. We do have a, a unique job where you, you see all these – especially you, you see all these parts of the world. Uh, different cities, experience different cultures. uh, And and are you willing to give that up to pursue software development where maybe maybe you're just sitting at the same desk every day looking at the same screen? uh, Well, uh, I
1: have to tell you something. I completely know what you mean because I was that person who was concentrating, not even concentrating. I was just living my life, uh, early 20s, when I was in my early twenties, living my life, just (laughs) passing those recurrents, you know, the recurrent every year, once a year, uh, Mm -hmm. studying for recurrent. So I was basically studying once a year. Okay. I was reading my books because reading has always been part of my life. Like I never, never leave a house without a book. Um, but, other than that and you know I knew I knew that this was not enough for me that recurrent okay I was really really studying very hard because you know you should be perfect uh, like we have also simulator and everything like you guys so yeah, yeah. yeah you study very hard for like two weeks once a year mm-hmm. um and then that's it and I was like okay there is no more challenge you know I uh, except the safe talk before every flight. I don't know how your flight attendants are, but we have a safe talk before. So they ask you just one question and you have to like answer right before each flight. But other than that, there was no more chance. It's like, what's going on? So that time I was not, into tech like I was not into software engineering so I was like okay let me just go and get a certificate in HR just anything you know just I want to challenge myself with something so I got this certificate it wasn't enough I mean I never got into HR I, I was not but just for the CV you know sure, so sure. I did that I did a couple of more courses but that's it and it was still not enough so I was like during those uh, like early 20s I don't know um 24 uh, 21 from 21 to 24 let's say mm-hmm. I got those kind of certificate easy stuff and no more challenge and after I reached 25 I was like no girl you should really level up you should really start doing more than that otherwise my brain cells will deteriorate you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, I think so I, I think it's true If you don't exercise your mind Just like any other muscle It's going to get soft So, <laughs> <you know.
1: laughs> Yes, exactly So um, yeah, that's how I got into coding First time And I mean, corona happened And all of that mm-hmm. stuff And yeah, it's just uh, a lot of lessons And I'm sure I'll keep on learning my lessons that Until we are basically here On this planet Earth
0: Yes. Yeah. Until the end. Um, it, it, I think that tells you something about yourself because there are plenty of people. In fact, I just flew with a, a captain I was flying with recently. I was telling about the the other things that I do. And he yeah. said, uh, he said, wow, you're, you're busy. He said, I, I just like coming to work, doing my job and going home. And at home, he, he, I, I don't know what he does. You know, he just, he just Exists and and, and oh, he he also said he said I'm a worker because I I, I said that I had just uh, you know I've, I've just converted my sole proprietorship to an LLC to try and grow the you know this thing and and uh, and and he said I am not a, a, a business creator I'm not an entrepreneur he said I am just a worker and and obviously not everybody in the world can be an entrepreneur we need people that just want to come to work punch a clock and go home and, and write it. And, and that's, that's fine. It's, that's good that there are people out there that are happy like that, but, but you're not happy like that. I'm not happy like that. It's just, it's it's not satisfying enough. So, um,
1: absolutely. I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you, but like I said, I needed to kind of like to change to get this mindset you know i needed some stuff to happen in my life and i needed actually yeah some lessons and um to to get back on track i guess um yeah other than that rebuilding coding momentum any other uh tips you have
0: uh, boy that the the i posted a, a comment on the on the the thread here, I, I saw. Right? Yeah, for that linear app, that is my biggest recommendation. Maybe it won't work for you. Uh, it it really has worked for me. The only complaint I have about it is it doesn't work offline. And and if I close, if I quit the app on my laptop, and then I get on an airplane and there's no internet on the airplane, it will not. It, I see nothing. It's just you're offline, yeah. and and that's my only complaint about the app. That uh, I wish it worked when I was offline. If if the app is already running. I put my app, my Mac to sleep, get on the plane, open it up. It'll, it'll still be there even if there's no internet. So if it kind of loses connection, um, when it's already open, it will work. But, uh, if I quit the app and then open it again, uh, but otherwise it's, it's great. It's pretty easy to, um, to get started with. Um, and actually I think, I feel like it has a little bit of a similar layout to notion where you, you know, you create a project and then under the project you have your, your tasks. So, uh, yeah, that is, it has really helped Perfect. me. So I
1: will try it out. I will try it yeah, out for yeah. sure.
0: It's free. For, so,
1: you know what? I think I kind of regret. I didn't go out to that, co-working space because I think that's would have, that would have helped me a lot. And also I had two plans for this like weekend, because for me it's weekend, right? I like, mm-hmm. I don't have a regular weekend. Uh, so yeah. I, for these two, uh, those two days, I wanted to go to that uh, co-working space and also I wanted to go to the library uh, here in Dubai. We have like a great library, so huge, cool. it's crazy. But I didn't do that as well. I, I think I was just kind of tired. And honestly, after uh, that long flight, I don't really want to see a lot of people.
0: <laughs> like I th- Right.
1: I don't really want to talk to a lot of people as well because it's just like exhausting for me. I just want to rest. I want, I need rest. Like recently, I feel like I really need to rest properly. So, uh, all these plans, all these two plans, which I think would have boosted my uh, momentum, my coding momentum, uh, I didn't do. And I'm not even feeling sorry about it.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, and it goes back to the the avoid blaming yourself, right? Like it's, especially with, with your, with your flights. I mean, the time zone shift from Boston to to Dubai is, um, I don't, it's, what is it? Eight hours, nine hours. I mean, it's, it's a huge shift on the clock. And uh, I've heard this from other flight attendants where, where, um, that the, they, they had a whole day, and you're talking to passengers and working with people and talking to your crew, and you get to the hotel and you just can't wait to get that door shut and have some <laughs> peace <laughs> and quiet.
1: <laughs> That's exactly what I do most of the time, honestly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, and there too. are
1: some crew, the younger crew, who just uh, came to the company. They're like, Are you joining us for dinner? Are you coming with us for dinner? Guess what? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> right so that we can talk about work some more yeah no thanks no
1: yeah exactly no. for that passenger for that supervisor no no right. no
0: yeah yeah it, no i i think that that's uh it's perfectly normal and uh and it's it, you know we have uh balancing that time but the, the, just a quick touch on the the, the 15-hour flight and, and how you go and don't get anything done um i have passed up flights to get home Because I'll end up in the jump seat in the flight deck. And if I'm in the jump, it's the last seat on the airplane. So if I'm going to get on that flight, I have to sit in the flight deck. And I have turned that down because, for one, it's uncomfortable. And for two, uh, I can't work on my laptop. I can't get any work done. I have to sit up there and just kind of, you know, we'll have a conversation with the other pilots. But uh, it's also just talking shop. It's talking about work. But I (laughs) turn those flights down, even though it means I won't get home for a couple hours later. But I'd rather do that sometimes, and sometimes it's like I just need to get home, but um, I'd rather wait until the next flight where I know I'm going to get a seat in, in the cabin, and I can actually get some, some work done, because otherwise I feel like it's such a waste of my time to spend three plus hours on the flight home
1: and getting yeah.
0: nothing done. And, and even though yesterday on my commute home, I only solved one bug, but hey, at least I solved one bug, and it, it took me the whole flight, but at least I got it done, and I went to get Exactly.
1: It done. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, I completely so to, understand to, you. Yeah. Uh, go, ahead, go ahead. No,
0: I was going to switch to the uh, to to building a company off of OpenAI tech to talk about that a bit.
1: Yeah, I just actually this I referred when I told you about this uh, building a AI company uh, backed by GPT GPT four, let's say.
0: <laughs> oh yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. So it's not like even building, I can't really say a company, but let's say startup, because I don't know, at what point do you do you say I have a startup? Like, is it like when you have the MVP? Or is it like immediately like maybe Jetfuel devs, we can call it a startup?
0: Yeah, well, I think that's a, that's the narrative self of jet fuel devs or of what what is a startup. I mean, I guess I've uh, I would call jet fuel devs a startup because we we have talked about plans beyond the podcast, right? Now are we executing on any of that? No, but the time isn't right. And and so <laughs> so you know and 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 I don't I mean, most startups fail right like the, the majority of them but I guess it's however you want to you want to categorize it uh, right now it's it's this it's a podcast but it's it, you know someday in the future it, it could be something else and and I have had visions of that I talked to you about one idea for for that but uh, um, you know my own personal uh, little company of me of one is uh, I, I would call it a startup because it could one day, Grow into something else. I mean, when when Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak were in their garage building circuit boards, uh, I'm sure most people thought that uh, they were going to fail. And and uh, exactly they, right. And so everything starts with these little silly ideas. Um, even I, I just had this thought the other day that, that if I had told you two years ago that uh, in two years time. Another company was going to come along and give Google a run for its money to make Google nervous about their business model. You'd yeah. probably call me crazy. But exactly. now here comes open AI and, and now I can go to ChatGPT and ask a question. And I just saw today or yesterday that it's now searching the web. So, I know, it's it, wild. Right? I so love it. I I'm, love it. And and I mean Google's got um, what is it, barred, right? So I mean, everybody is scrambling. You, you've just upended the 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 googling something. ChatGPT doesn't have the you know maybe it's a I don't know what the term is for for searching AI. You know, it get, gets your local chatbot or whatever. Um, but uh, you've just upended Google's whole business model. And who would have thunk? Who would have thought that this would happen? And and seemingly somewhat overnight. So I think that any little startup. Um, not that I'd call open a little startup, but they started, I mean, I don't know how actually it started. I don't know the story behind whoever started that, but it started with an idea and, yeah. uh, and that's it. That's,
1: that's exactly. how everything starts. Exactly. That's how everything starts. And I'm pretty positive about Jetfield jet Devs and about just any product we decide to build together would be great and, uh. Mm-hmm. I mean, with our work ethic, because it's so hard to find people with a good work ethic and uh, who kind of are executing something, just anything, you know? Anything,
0: anything, <laughs> because, because if you don't try, then, then, well, you've already failed, right? So it, it, uh, it, even if you, you try this, try that, try that, and all those things fail, well, at least you tried. So and, and to me, that's more inspiring than, than not trying at all. Um,
1: exactly at at least try at least try this is important this is important uh what i was about to say about companies that are uh i mean startups that are backed by gpt for let's say Mm -hmm. now um i find this funny i find this funny and then you uh, because okay you can build let's say i don't know just let's say you decide to be a chatbot that improves your coding momentum or that uh, rebuilds oh, okay. your coding momentum, you know. But your sure. chatbot is uh, backed by GPT-4 with uh, thousands of plugins behind it and all okay. of that stuff. And then you say, you um, post on Twitter, hi guys, I got this uh, AI startup, blah, 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 you know. So that's the funny thing. Now the challenge is how to build your own AI like it's not about using the GPT four, you know, because anyone can do it, right?
0: Sure, sure. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I, I just uh, I'm posting another another link in the comment here about a company called Min- Mistral. It's a French company uh, with a uh, a large language model that's uh, that has like a, it's an open like an open source um, uh, API and right. and it's free and so. I think you know in San Francisco, right? When you're in San Francisco and you see uh, the the I don't know if you really see the Google Map cars driving around, but uh, I've, I know I've been in cities where you see uh, when Apple was really building Apple Maps and Google was really trying to improve on their maps, and and uh, now there's um, Waymo, all these self driving you know the self driving cars and everything, and they're all running yeah. driving around the streets, mapping their streets. Well, it seems so redundant to me yes. that that Apple is doing it and Google is doing it and everybody is is just kind of doing their doing the same thing. It seems incredibly inefficient to me. Um, and and I would I, so from the from the large language model idea or or whenever. Um, uh, any other version of, of active, what I'll call active, uh, AI, uh, what is it called? General artificial general intelligence. Um,
1: AGI. Yeah.
0: I, AGI. I, I don't even fully understand that term, but it's basically an, you know, like an interactive AI, correct?
1: Well, this is when AGI is, uh, means like when AI becomes fully conscious, uh, when oh, okay. it reaches full consciousness, like it's really like human being,
0: like a singularity kind of a thing.
1: Yes. Yes. Okay, exactly. Okay.
0: So. Yeah. Um. And I, this is kind of where, and and I want I, we should acknowledge, uh, Marat. Marat. I'm probably not saying it correctly, but thank, welcome, and thank you for listening. Uh, if you have any um, any comments that you can help with here, uh, we're definitely not experts, and that's why we do these live spaces is to uh, to hopefully get some some more discussion about uh, about these topics from uh, other angles. Veronica and I have. Have our perspectives, but uh, certainly are not experts in everything, or maybe we're not experts in anything. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to talk like it until uh, somebody else does. But anyway, I thank think you he for can listening.
1: teach us how to do uh, surgeries. He's into medical. He's into. Oh. The, yeah, this is actually my friend, and uh, he joined. Uh, oh, okay, great. Oh. From Istanbul.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Welcome. Welcome. Um, well, yeah, any perspective is, is, uh, is great, but, um, now I lost my train of thought anyway. Oh yeah. So with the, with the large language models uh, or building your company off of, uh, of, of chat GPT, I mean, isn't that more efficient than, uh, than building your own large language model? Are you just repeating what, what has already been done to, to me? That seems inefficient, but again, I don't really know. What's your perspective?
1: Uh, I lost my train of thought as well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, this won't be edited. Um, uh, so uh, perspective on the large, uh, on a building. What did you say? Sorry.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So let's say, let's say I'm going to, I'm going to make my own AI company and I need to build my own, uh, I need to, to, okay. to yes. And, and my own chatbot, my own. I, so I need to, I need to spin up a bunch of GPUs and, and have them crunching through, uh, you know, the the database of the web um, to to create this AI. And then you are creating your own company and you're using what's already been done from ChatGPT or, or OpenAI, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and which is the more efficient approach or, you know...
1: Well Maybe the cheaper the, you know you know the cheaper approach is using uh the g p t models like right. and the open and like this is a uh effect uh cheaper easier headache free and all of that, but then right. you don't get the recognition you don't you don't really get the recognition mm. by doing that you don't get the applauses the way you're gonna get the applauses by building your own stuff
0: right, sure yes.
1: It, it still can do the job. You know, it still can do the job. It still will work perfectly. It will work even way better maybe than the one that you built, you know.
0: Right. <laughs> but, oh, quite possibly. But you're at the mercy of, of OpenAI.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, this is the thing. Yeah. This is the thing. So now it's your choice basically. But what I was saying, it's why I actually brought this up is because I thought it's like kind of funny, you know, um, and there was actually a lot of memes uh, right. circling in the on the X app exactly about mm. it, because people are saying, oh, look at my AI startup, look at my AI, then you look at uh, the product, and then it's all backed by GPT, you know. Right,
0: so
1: right. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. yeah, it's funny, but uh, then I guess, you know, in order for you to kind of build your own AI, let's say chatbot that's completely your own copyright you know copyrighted Mm -hmm. and all of that so you need a lot of like funds you know it's not like uh, that easy I guess and you need engineers you need cyber security people you need all of that Mm -hmm. stuff
0: Mm -hmm. and compute power to do it I mean oh, yeah. I don't understand I've, I've just listened to a couple of podcasts about how you how you actually start one of these large language models and and uh, it sounds like you need a hell of a lot of, of, uh, of computing power otherwise you're gonna be it's gonna be years before the thing crunches through the data and I don't even understand that process
1: it is wild it is actually magic
0: <laughs> yeah it's, it's a little bit it's uh,
1: it's so exciting even to learn it I guess I guess um, it's once you have some programming experience, you don't really need to to kind of like learn a lot, but then you just have to learn mainly how to train those large language models.
0: Yes. Yeah. I, and I, I, was, I was I was a little afraid of what you might say there because I, I, I thought like, well, the, the fear, and in, in the fear side of, of AI is not understanding how it works Right, so if you don't have a lot of coding knowledge, well, now you have no idea how this thing works, and uh, and then when it starts malfunctioning or your, your app is has bugs in it, you don't know how it was built in the first place, and so to me that's which goes back to your point of of needing a lot of resources and and money and people that understand how this works to build the correct exactly. thing for your your needs. Um,
1: Exactly. You know, I got this course. I actually finished that course in August. Um, The Python, uh, algorithmic trading with Python. Oh, you remember that? Yeah. 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 So it was like a short course, but still in the end, um, the teacher showed us um, how to train large language models. So we used, again, Python and we used... Uh, very simple stuff. We used Python and uh, MySQL uh, using okay. MySQL database, which I learned uh, in the beginning of this year already. So nice. main thing, main thing, you can build large language models with Python. It's fine. Main thing, databases. Like you have to learn uh, how to query, how to do queries with MySQL, MySQL mm-hmm. and or some people, they call it SQL. I don't know which one is the right one. Yeah, list. I've heard MySQL. I've heard, my I've
0: heard, yep, yep.
1: Yeah, whatever it is, you know what I mean. But mm-hmm. they, uh, databases is like the main thing. Main once you get familiar, but really familiar using uh, databases, uh, it's um, yeah, you can unlock uh, training large language models, which is like okay. um, it's not like honestly, I don't think anything. If you want to learn anything, it's not like, yeah, it's scary in the beginning. Even now, when I look at this book, it's scary, you know, thousand plus pages.
0: (laughs) The C-sharp book?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then in the end, it's like, okay, once I got into it, when I looked at, like, uh, I saw the contents and all of that stuff, I'm like, okay, that's actually not that bad since you already have some uh, knowledge from before, like Java and maybe any other language would still help you. So, Mm -hmm. it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Anything, it's not even if you want to learn uh, rocket science, it's fine. You just can go for it. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of people, they're just scary from the terminology or and from like when it comes to math, people are scary from the formulas, uh, how the formula looks like. But once you know the formula and then you replace it with your what's needed to be replaced with, like with your numbers that you need, it's fine. Like, it just looks scary. So it just looks very scary, but in the end, it's not really.
0: You know, that's a great point with with math. I'm terrible at math. Uh, Are you good at math?
1: Well, I'm not really terrible, but I'm not like the best. Like, I guess I'm some intermediate kind of level. I'm not scared Uh, of math.
0: Okay, yeah. I'm comfortable saying I am terrible at math. In fact, my brain just locks up. When I look at straight math, like actual math, I, I had such a hard time getting through math in high school and college. I had to go to help sessions with math uh, just to get through basic uh, calculus in, in college. It was very difficult for me. And uh, I don't know why that is, but but I'm I'm not very good at it. But the thing now is I'm not afraid of math because I know that if I need s- some mathematical formula to be executed – I can write a program to do it or I can use a program to do it. I can use a computer to do it. So to fast forward with AI, um, uh, well, now I I lost my track there, but like, you know, I don't know how that formula works, but I know that I can get a computer program to do it. So now I think I'm contradicting myself with, with AI. So maybe I don't know how the AI works, but I know I can use AI to solve the problem that I'm trying to solve.
1: I get it. I get it. Yes. Um... Like I said, the the main point, now I'm going to tell you something uh, Mm. about me and uh, my fear of math in high school and why this happened. Like, I don't want to blame anyone, just want to know that. (laughs) Uh, But I realized that way later in life why this happened. So in high school and even before that, I got this fear like, math is so hard, math is this, math is that, math is impossible. Mm. Why? My mom, she was freaking scared of, uh, math, of math her whole life because of that teacher in her high school who made her cry because of math, you know, like she was just terrified of math. So her whole life and, uh. During my whole childhood, I was just thought math is very scary. From that point, I never tried. You like, okay, I was never bad in math, but I, for example, when it comes to for me applying for um, high school uh, and applying for university after that, you know, uh, I immediately I uh, excluded. All the um, majors that include mathematics, like immediately Uh I automatically excluded them from my mindset. I was like, no, should uh, never have uh, math in my university. Like I would never study that. And then that's why I first I chose to study public relations back home before Mm -hmm. me uh, moving to Dubai. So I started Mm -hmm. out with this and of course, no mathematics and all of that. But I never actually evaluated my math uh, knowledge, you know? I never... Okay, I I was like, let's say, B student in math. Like, I was not A, but always B. Uh, Because I never pushed myself, honestly. Hmm. (laughs) But um, I was like, okay, I could have done something that actually... There is math, because math is not scary. But anyway, after that, I kind of evaluated why I didn't do it, why this, why that, and then I kind of like... Uh, thought that might be the reason my dad also hated math and honestly this really affects you when oh when you grew up in this kind of mind math is scary math is this math is that sure. so you just kind of like uh, that's what you know that math is just a scary thing
0: you have a preconceived notion from your parents uh, they yep yeah, we we uh, as a parent myself i try not to impart my biases onto my kids it, it, <laughs> but it's great. really hard to do right? It's, really it, hard. You know, it, yeah. it's, it's hard. You, you probably do it without realizing it. Um, yeah. uh, so it, it, it is, it's, it happens. It's just, uh, yeah, that, that makes perfect sense actually, uh, that, that, that would be why. So you overcame that you recognize that. And, uh,
1: and and then I was like okay I should not be scared of any subject like this is just a subject uh, this is just a humanly thing you know (laughs) it's not something that's not humanly it's not something out of this world if just anyone you know this there is a saying if any just anyone can do it you can also do it so why not as long as you just put the work if you're not lazy if you're not procrastinating (laughs) I'm just talking to myself right now (laughs) okay (laughs) okay
0: Oh, you're motivating yourself. We gotta, I'm motivating
1: we gotta, myself at this point.
0: Uh, talk yourself, talk yourself into doing it. Uh, it uh, but
1: I have gaining
0: to. that uh, momentum back. It, it's absolutely,
1: tough, but, yeah, yeah. Honestly, it, most of the time on my stories, either on my personal account or Decode Veronica, most of the mm-hmm. time I always talk to myself. Like all the stuff that I, um, you know, post is for myself.
0: Oh well, how so? Like a like. Uh, remembering what you were doing or or,
1: uh, how do you mean Um, what you mean remember no it's like okay i love for example some quotes maybe you notice that i post a lot of quotes on my personal Mm -hmm. account but it's just Mm -hmm. because i feel uh i love it and i feel like maybe i have to motivate myself with it you know
0: gotcha gotcha yes
1: yeah Um, so It's uh, just the way I find that this always been my thing and a lot of people when I post something they think for example oh this is for me or this is oh now you're uh, crying or something they think that I really you know I'm really Mm. related to it but yeah anyway it's uh, weird sometimes with people.
0: it's a natural. I think it's a natural tendency for um, people to. Uh, wow, I'm trying to think of an example. To everything relates to me, right? It's an ego thing. It's a oh, you're you're giving you're putting this message out there to to send it to me. Yeah, uh, and everybody exactly. Thinks that. And, yeah. and really, it's just like no, I just actually like this quote, or I liked that boat, and so I took a picture of it, and uh, it's not for you, even if you like <laughs> boats too. You know, <laughs> so um, yeah, it it. it uh, um, no, I get it. I I, I think I feel this way about my humor. Like I have a very dry sense of humor. I've I'm well, I know that I'm told and my daughter is the same way. She has a very, has a very dry sense of humor. It's just very, very kind of uh, yeah. subtle, I think. And, uh, and, and my, my mentality with my humor is I'll say something that I think is funny because I think it's funny for me. And, uh, and if you think it's funny, then that's, that's great. But I, it doesn't matter because I'm just really saying this or or recognizing this funny thing because I think it's funny not because I think that you will think it's funny. That's a bonus, but, uh, that's not, that's not what I'm saying. If you take a picture of a boat. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I agree with you. (laughs) Um, yeah, I know you're having the dry sense of humor now <laughs> since yeah. we got this podcast, uh, up and running. I noticed that, um, okay. So what else, uh, aviation life. Can you tell us the story about that, uh, thing that happened on your last night about the, uh, wait, what was it? It was a drama thing.
0: Yeah. A little drama, a little drama. So I, uh, we were leaving, um, Orlando we're still boarding the plane, right, so it takes us about thirty five to forty five minutes to board our flights um, yeah. with 170, hundred and seventy hundred and eighty passengers, depending on the airplane so uh, so we're somewhere like we're we're like half the size of your plane, I think, or maybe less that's see there's math um, uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway. So yeah. during the, we're still boarding the flight and, uh, it's, I think it's getting towards the end and, and I'm just yeah. in the flight deck. I have all of my work done. So I'm just kind of sitting there. I've got a cup of coffee. It's five o'clock in the morning, you know, cause we're at the 6am or uh, maybe it was six o'clock in the morning. It doesn't matter. And, uh, and I'm just sitting there and the captain comes up cause he was talking to the lead flight attendant and he said, well, we're kicking a guy off because he set the smoke detector off in the, in the aft lab. So we've got, uh, three lavatories in the back of the plane and then one in the, front. So a guy went into the lab, uh, was vaping and set off the smoke detector. And here's a comparison on, between, the, between the Boeing. Yeah. I know. Right. Like, what are you doing? Um, so in the, in the, in the airbus, the smoke detector in the lab was connected to the fire detecting system in, in the flight deck. So if the lab smoke detector went off, we would get uh, red lights and bells. And it was very jarring because we actually had that happen once with the same scenario except we're in route, uh, we're in the sky and somebody went in the bathroom and and was vaping and they set the smoke detector off. And the Boeing on the 737 anyway, that doesn't happen. It's just a local, it's like a smoke detector in your house or your apartment, right? Uh, it, it just goes off in the, in the lab itself. And then the flight attendants, I, it's very loud. I couldn't hear it. But yeah. so we didn't have any indication. I was sitting in the flight deck drinking my coffee, thinking everything's just great. And then in the back of the airplane, there's like, there's smoke detectors going off. So this this guy had gone into the lab and uh, and and set the smoke detector off. And you know, with the podcast, you were asking me about if if somebody went into the lab on landing and we had to go. And, and I said I would go around. Um, would we call the police on him? Right. And, and, and I said, no, I mean that if that was an isolated incident, well, this incident with the guy going into the lab and, and setting the smoke detector up, well, you've just, you've just set a, a fire alarm off basically on an airplane. This is a big deal then. And, and yeah, I guess you could argue it's a physiological need because you're addicted to tobacco. But that's that's a pretty slim argument because (laughs) it's just not allowed. Right. It's a physiological need is needing to go to the bathroom, not to go smoke anything. Right. So. So, no, that doesn't that doesn't fly. And he wasn't going to fly that day either. So. um, So we kicked him off. That was a that was a one time. It was a, a, you know, three strikes immediately you're out one strike and you're out. Um, oh, so, so um, <laughs> I love and actually, that. Yes. he yeah, he was, he was compliant. He, we said like, you're, you're getting off the airplane. You're not allowed to fly on this flight. And I didn't see him because I just stayed up in the flight deck because every you know everybody's handling it. I don't need to be another face in the, in the mix of things. But, uh, um, so <laughs> okay. it, I was told that he was very compliant. He was like, okay, I'll, I'll get off. And he also had a friend traveling with him. So his friend got off with it. And I thought that was just hilarious because I, I, as we were just about to leave the gate now, and I I was telling the captain, I said, imagine the conversation that's being had between these two guys up in the terminal right now about how like, hey, dude, why did you go in there and vape? Now we're not going to Seattle today, you know, (laughs) um, I mean, there was a flight later, but I don't know, I don't know if the gate agents, if they let them get on a flight later that day or. Or that's or not, or I I don't know how that works. That's not my department, but uh
1: we are having also all this issue with vaping, honestly. I don't yeah. know, people are getting getting wild with uh those vapes. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean sometimes I love vape to vape as well. I mean before most mostly I I was vaping, now not really mm-hmm. that much. But come on, can't you just handle it just to lent or something? You know, people sometimes we had those issues like in the cabin, they were even vaping. Yeah. I had this very funny uh passengers, a passenger, she was uh laying um on her seat, right? Because it's okay. like a flat, full flat, how you say it like full flat yeah, seat, flat.
0: yeah, lie flat, whatever you. Have
1: yeah life that. and then she was hiding under the blanket, like she was vaping and hiding under the blanket, and right. like you can smell like the whole cabin was smelling like fruity kind of flavor, you know. <laughs> And I just passed to her. I see she's hiding and she's smiling at me. She's like, uh, of course, the vape is under the freaking blanket. But then like, come on, can't you just like, I had to tell the supervisor and then Mm. uh, the person and all of that stuff. But then it's just crazy sometimes.
0: Yeah. You know, I think the argument could be made about vaping is that, well, all your, is this correct? Like when you, I tried it once and I didn't like it because it was so hot. Uh, some guy was a neighbor of mine was vaping. I said, let me try that. And, uh, and I didn't like it because it was so, so hot to breathe in. I didn't, I didn't like that. But, um, anyway, what you breathe out or what comes out of the vape is, is moisture. Correct. It's not smoke, right? It's moisture.
1: I guess it's moisture. Yeah. I guess it's moisture. It's not like smoke. Um, yeah, Yeah. I I don't really know.
0: Do we we still have, I, I, um, maybe our, any, any listeners that know, Uh, (laughs) uh, so let's assume it's moisture, right? And, and so yeah. the argument could be made that on the airplane, there's no, there's no fire, there's no smoke, there's no fire. But the problem is it sets off the smoke detectors. There's enough particulate that it yes, sets off correct. the smoke detectors, and that is where the problem lies. Um, and I get the same argument with why can't I have my, my, my uh, airplane or my, my cell phone not in airplane mode when we get close to the ground? I, I want to pick up a cell phone, uh, a cellular signal. Right. And, and what damage yeah. is that going to what harm is it going to do? Well, statistically speaking, it's not going to do any harm. But if you imagine lighting up 200 iPhones or, or cellular phones at once and and the possibility of it interfering with the with the navigation equipment or our own radios on the airplane is there is a chance. And, and why take that chance in a critical phase of flight just so After you can have years. your your phone on or and why take the chance of setting off a smoke detector just so you can have a couple of puffs on your vape? Just wait. You know, so um, yeah,
1: I completely agree, hundred yeah. percent. Yes, correct, yeah. correct, 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 correct. well, yeah, we'll but, um, yeah. Um, we always be facing those kind of issues, I guess. Uh, you know.
0: Yeah, I had a, I had a thought about how you know this dealing with the compliance, and, and so you you deal with. You know, we don't deal with the passengers. We have a locked flight deck door, um, but yeah. balancing compliance with customer service. You we know, do where, where you these are still our customers. Right. And, and you want to provide a good product and a good service, but you also have the safety compliance issue. And, and how do you how do you balance that?
1: Yeah, I Uh, I know what you mean. Like, uh, for example, when it comes to customer, exactly. I I love how you actually uh, use the right terminology here, Mm. because when it comes to services, customer, when it comes to safety, you kind of immediately turn into a passenger. Uh, (laughs)
0: Ah, yes. Nice.
1: Yes, so this is uh, how we've been taught um, uh, to use the right terminology. How I balance, like that's what we were actually saying on our podcast on the last episode, uh, that there is like a thin line between uh, rudeness and assertiveness and we don't really want to cross that line um, when it comes to uh, compliance, right? So... um, uh, how I balance it. Uh, what do you mean by, um, basically what, give me a situation because there are plenty of situations oh. now in my mind. Just what kind of situation do you have in, on your mind?
0: Well, let's use the situation of the woman vaping under her blanket. And how did you, how did you, how did you handle that situation? You said you went to your supervisor. I imagine you didn't go just, you didn't see it and go immediately to your supervisor. You probably had a conversation with her first.
1: So, um, how do I? Uh, yeah, with that lady, basically, I went straight to her, and I'm like, "Are you insane? Like, are you serious?" <laughs> no joke. <joking. laughs> you
0: slapped her across the face. <laughs> no,
1: no, no, not really, hmm. not really. Of course, I never even imagined doing that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I was just like, you know, I told you, you could, uh, smell around, like the Mm. whole cabin was smelling like vape, you know? So, and when I saw her actually smiling at me, I was just passing and I was like, for sure, that's her, that's her. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of my other coworkers passed before me so they can check as well. Who's doing that? Who's doing that? Why the whole cabin is smelling like, you know, like vape and, um, then, uh, honestly, inside of me, I got upset because like, mm-hmm. come on, at least not in the cabin, you know, uh, ca- uh, like at least not in the cabin. Okay, in the lavatory, you might actually set off the smoke detector, right. but still it's in the lavatory and still you have the audacity to kind of hide, you know, to at least you, you made some effort. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you made you some effort. Yeah, exactly. And that baby just in the cabin and all that. And um, I'm like, uh, no, of course, like I said, my immediate action is always when it comes to this kind of situations, uh, which is like for us, you know, it's a major thing. You can't do that. Right. Like, it's not allowed. It's a law. It's not allowed. I always involve the cabin supervisor uh, supervisor Mm -hmm. because that's why we have those people. People, right, on the airplane. It's not up to me. I don't uh, take at this point any decisions unless it's an emergency or safety. I can take. But when it comes to, yeah, of course, this is safety. (laughs) Now, when I think of it, this Mm -hmm. is actually safety. But I prefer to uh, follow the chain of command. The chain of command. That's why we have it. That's why it's there. And when it's not life or death situation, I don't skip the chain. The Chain of command. Mm-hmm. So I go to the supervisor. Supervisor goes to purser, and then we then after the purser flight, deck gets involved. Of course, meanwhile, flight deck uh, always should be um, updated mm-hmm. on on what's going on uh, at all times. You know how it is. Yes. So. Uh, this is my actual uh, you know this is what i do this, uh, this is the actions that i take it's not major it's not like some you know you, we have to also be reminded that long time ago smoking was actually allowed on airplanes yes <laughs> so <laughs> yes
0: there's uh, there's still ashtrays in the flight deck at the 737 even though they're building them brand oh, new yeah they were built originally with ashtrays they were certified that way and there's wow. still ashtrays um in the in the flight decks uh even though there's no yeah but they're there
1: yeah they're there we there are also uh ashtrays uh i don't know uh, you most probably have it uh on the lavatory doors
0: yes some of them do yes yep
1: Yep. Yeah, those are actually there I guess for safety mainly because if you if you decide although it's forbidden if you decide to smoke mm-hmm. to smoke at least don't throw it in the trash bin but throw uh, but at least uh, distinguish it on the tr- in the tra- ashtray sorry yeah. the ashtray so uh for safety because once you know I don't know which case was it with aircraft invest investigation air, air crash investigations uh, on that national geographic what was that show ooh, do you remember Well
0: I don't but I, I I have I have thoughts on this in-flight fires um yes yeah
1: Yeah because of uh, someone throw threw away their uh cigarette in the trash can and then halas then <laughs>
0: That was the end. Um,
1: and then the flight is collapsed.
0: Yes. Uh, there is a statistics, and I'm going to make this number up like any other statistic, right? But it's something like an, an in-flight fire, and I mean like a cabin fire or a cargo fire, not an engine fire. I would rather have an engine fire uh, than a cabin fire or a cargo fire because this, this, this <laughs> the statistics are Upon the first detection of a cabin fire, you have something in the neighborhood. I'm going to say, I think it was like 13 to 17 minutes. I can't remember. It's less than 20, um, but uh, statistically, you have less than I'll just say less than 20 minutes from the first time you smell smoke. What is that? Is that smoke? You have 20 minutes to get the airplane on the ground or less uh, before the the cabin is consumed with smoke and the people are overwhelmed and uh, or the airplane becomes structurally unsound and, and basically just burns up in flight. This is a horrible. It's a horrible discussion to have, but it's just very real. And and so throwing very yeah, throwing a cigarette in a in a trash bin of, of of a lav is super dangerous if that fire isn't put out. And there is actually a a fire extinguisher. Um, I'm sure in your airplanes as well, but in in, in the
1: trash can in the right tr- above yes, the trash bin. Yes. Yep,
0: and it will blast right into yes. that thing because it is so dangerous to have an in flight fire. Uh, in-flight fires in the in the uh, in the galley with your ovens and everything, right? Like those things um, function on steam and heat, but not 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 direct flame. I, I, ours are that way anyway. I assume yours are the same.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And so these these in-flight fires are extremely. Um, dangerous, and and it's uh, it's my biggest fear is an in flight fire. You have to. And we we've run scenarios year after year of not every year, but uh, multiple scenarios in the simulator. You've just smelt smoke. You've got to get this airplane on the ground. How are you going to do it? Where are you going to go? And you've got to do it now. So um, because yeah. statistically, the odds are against you. Uh, of surviving. It's just, it's extremely dangerous. So, so, uh, yeah. so I'm sad yes. now, but, uh, but it's just the sad truth. And that's, I think that's where, where, um, you know, compliance of safety issues isn't about controlling the the passengers, turning the, the uh, customers into passengers, but it's, it's about the safe opera, uh safety of the flight, because, because as little as airplanes, you know, crash or as little as problems occur, when they occur, they occur big. And everything that we do is, is about, Preventing the occurrence in the first yes. place
1: Correct That's why we consider uh, Smoking the cabin, firing the cabin And ditching as uh, catastrophic Situations Yeah, And this is bad, very bad
0: Yes, yeah, yeah it, it, uh, uh, there was a famous one of Value Jet many years ago in the United States that went into uh, the Everglades in Florida. They had um, oxygen generators in the, in the cargo compartment, and they were supposed to be empty, but they weren't. And they, they went off, and they heated up, and they started a fire. I don't remember how long that airplane was in flight, but it was not very long uh, before the airplane was, was unable to control. So, lots oh, this of this
1: is crazy. Yeah,
0: policies written in blood. They say. In fact, um, I'm sure your are uh, the medical doctor listening in is uh, there's I'm sure there's a lot of policies that they follow um, because of uh, incidents that have happened over the years where people get. I, I'm speaking out of my lane here, yeah. but uh, but you know I mean, there's a reason for all of these policies. <laughs> And, uh,
1: yes it, no no true. for sure they have That's a true. lot as well for sure they have a lot and uh yeah. i mean each industry has has their own policies and yeah that we should follow also the software engineering industry well,
0: yeah <laughs> I, yeah hopefully not written in blood but uh but uh, policies you should follow which is which you know to bring it back to ai i mean one tough question I'll ask, is there anything in your mind that pops up right now about how we could use AI to increase safety of flight?
1: Oh, uh, let's ask some outman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. I, I can't think, I mean, I'm asking you because just in case there's something that came to your mind, nothing, nothing comes to my mind Yeah, no, that's but, a
1: great question. But, that's a great question for sure. There sh- there must be something, uh, flight safety using AI. This is actually... Yeah. Uh, great ca- question that I should uh, brainstorm on, and we actually both should brainstorm on. Maybe we can uh, think of some product that we can yeah. create and just go for it there and sell it to the airline That's industry. Fine. Yeah,
0: yeah, and we'll start our own Sam Altman company.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's, let's <laughs> let ChatGPT brainstorm on our behalf. There you go, and
0: anybody <laughs> listening is welcome to participate in our new startup. <laughs>
1: Exactly, exactly, our new startup fully backed by GPT-4, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. so yeah, um, interesting, interesting, I, I believe we can go on with that aviation topic for hours and hours, yeah. but let's leave something for the next time, uh, I guess it's the best to do. So do you what feel, we'll,
0: now you've got to work tomorrow in the morning, but uh, how much time do you yeah. have in London? Do you have a reasonable amount of time?
1: It's uh, <laughs> one day layover, okay. 24 hours. Okay. Depends so. on what's reasonable for you.
0: Well, it, um, well and so then and off the top, I don't know what the time zone difference is with Dubai. I mean, how jet lagged are you when you go to London? Do you feel like you, you, you get enough rest or not?
1: I think it's enough. I mean, it's not like a very long flight. It's like six hours okay. and a half. It should be six hours and a half, almost seven. Okay. So okay. Um, yeah, it's all right. Uh, I mean, uh, it's always been a one day layover in London, yeah. so it's not a surprise for me. So um, yeah, um, no, most probably I'll just study. I'll, I'll just have to bring my book, the <laughs> thousand page book. So, uh, <laughs> you can get a digital copy Honestly, I don't like. I know I'm oh, yeah, I doing bad for the environment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't like digital copies, right, yeah. and mostly because one day I want to show it to my kids and to that's see right. it, to tell them, like you know, see what I was reading. What are you reading? Some uh, Peter <laughs> Pan stories.
0: <laughs> hey, that's a classic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: That's that's yeah no, I remember saying that. That's right. Yeah. Well, it, so so you'll have time. Do you feel like maybe you've you've got a little bit more momentum from from today and yesterday and, and getting some rest, or, or are you still building it?
1: Um, I'm still building. I'm still building on it because I couldn't sleep. Like I told you, I couldn't sleep last night, and this really affects my mood and affects my day and affects everything. Yeah. Like every woman out there, I guess.
0: Wow. Well, yeah, anyone. <laughs> so. yeah.
1: Yeah, like anyone, exactly. So, um, yeah, I want to mention that our, we forgot to mention that then, actually. Mm-hmm. Our Jet uh, jetfield, desk our podcast, mm-hmm. respects all kinds of pronounces and uh, all the genders and everyone. Everyone can be anything they want to be. Like our podcast doesn't discriminate anything. I just want to know this because like I just want to m- make this clear. And I want to get this out of the way. Nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I got this question recently. Uh, Is your podcast suitable for people who consider as they, themselves as they? And I'm like, yes, it's suitable for everyone. Like if you want to be anything, just be anything.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, So I have a a great, uh, uh, not segue, but uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we never really talk about it, but we, I mean, we encourage we're here to encourage anybody in one industry to, which ha- who have a, a passion for another industry or software, uh, to to pursue that industry, no matter no matter who you are and what your narrative self is. Uh, and and personally, my daughter is uh, so my 21 year old daughter. She is a, a lesbian and and is recently okay. engaged to and and her girlfriend, but her girlfriend identifies as they. So born,
1: oh, born okay. a woman, okay. right?
0: Born a woman, yes. But identifies as yes. they, and 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 my yeah. daughter and Quinn, her fiance now, are are perfectly happy, and they they. I'm very happy for both of them, and so that is uh, that of that course. question touches close to home because we just want. Oh,
1: I'm so happy! Yeah,
0: we just want yeah. you know her to be happy, and 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 in our daughter, you know, she. We pose this question to her. You know, do you do you identify as they or whatever? And she's like, no, no, I'm I'm a woman. I I just like women. (laughs) So or well, you know, and I guess her case. So, um, but yeah, uh, yeah. This uh, this.
1: Yeah, I just uh, this is actually. Thank you so much for sharing this. Mm -hmm. Like, it's really. Um, I really appreciate that, but yeah, I, I wanted to make this clear, uh, you know, from both of us basically just to mention that and to be just out there.
0: Yeah. I, I guess I, I hadn't thought about clarifying that. And I, I know that my daughter, uh, has had concerns about places that she goes or, or, or places that, that her and her fiance goes if it's a safe space. And, and to me, I, I, I don't know, maybe it's just where we are. Like I see... I mean, I, obviously in the news you see about hate crimes and things like that, but it's just like, Oh, it, 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 I haven't seen anything like that around here. It's a very accepting environment. And, and, um, but,
1: uh, I know us, yeah. it's a different story. Like us, hmm. you guys out there, you're very open to just basically anything.
0: <laughs> yeah. Not, so. a, not everywhere, of course, but, but, uh, I feel like it is pretty, it's pretty accepting and, and just, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of not really about that. It's, it's, I mean, in my mind, exactly. It's, it's more about what what do you what do you find passion in life for, you know, and, and so
1: yeah, and also and also if you are just a good human, you yes. know, yes. just that good guy who does yeah. uh, the right stuff and mm-hmm. just just not harm anyone yeah. uh, on purpose because <laughs> uh, through, throughout your life, let's be honest. You will hurt people even without knowing, even without not wanting. Like, it's just life, you know? It's just life. You can't be like that 100% perfect guy, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I mean, some people will be hurt by you. You will be hurt by people. Mm -hmm. That's life. But as long as you are not doing those, like, major crimes, let's say, like uh, stealing stuff, killing, whatever.
0: (laughs) Yeah, try to avoid that. Yeah.
1: yeah, try, just try your best, avoid that. <laughs> just, uh, be you, be yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I really am completely open to that. And, uh, I accept just anyone who's kind. You're kind to me. I'm kind to you. That's, That's pretty much it. It's easy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, so I, yeah. yeah, there we go. I,
1: Let's I, wrap it up. Yeah,
0: I think we're, we're out of time. We're not really out of time, but, uh, but we, uh, yeah, it's good, good place to wrap it up. And, and, uh, what time is it for you there yeah. now?
1: 9.30, 9.30 p.m. Okay. okay,
0: you have to get up early, yeah. but not it's not too late.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's fine. I still have time. I'll just uh, pack something and uh, off to bed Very good. after that. So it was actually a great talk with you. Yes. Um, well, I'll leave the recording of the space uh, on my profile so we can uh, share it. Uh, from Jetfield Devs, and uh, yeah, until the next time.
0: Great. Until next time, we'll, we'll talk to you again, Veronica.
1: Sure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.